Welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K drama, we watch it four episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we watched episodes. Oh, shoot. What was it? It was episode five through eight of Another Miss O, is what I've been calling it, but <laughs> I think we established last week in our podcast timeline. It's got some names. Yeah. Another Oh Hey Young, another Miss O. I really felt like this was the last four episodes. Like, the emotions that we get between each of the characters and some of the resolutions that we saw, I felt like it was ending. Oh yeah. Which is buck wild because I don't know if you've looked, but this one actually has 18 episodes, so we're gonna have to <gasps> math this out somehow. No. Yeah. No, we're such fools. <laughs> and it's, it's not like two bonus like behind the scenes episodes. I'm pretty sure cuz it's Netflix, so I don't think they usually do that in their episode list. I think that they do. Oh dang. Yeah. But I'm not that I'm makes not so sure. much sense. I've been watching it on Vicky and sorry that nothing makes sense. I've been watching it on Vicky, <laughs> and usually we mess each other up when we're watching the same show. Mm -hmm. It makes sense that you're watching it on Netflix, because I've been like, oh, every time I turn it on, it's on the correct episode, it's at the right time mark. This is it, great. It's going so smoothly. Yeah, because we share a Vicky account. Please don't come for us, Vicky, we're very poor. <laughs> <laughs> so we share a Vicky account that we do the... Also, Vicky, looking at you, if you did want to come for us, we do the full premium. We pay for, like, the premium premium. Like, they give you, like, the subscription, the basic subscription, and then they give you, like, other options to pay extra more. And we do the extra more options. So, don't be mad, Vicky. Um, but yeah, I, uh, we definitely, um, we've been rewatching something together together apart uh and it i'm we're all over the place we're always messing each other up with that one Mm-hmm. whoops whoops sorry but it is nice that this one's on both there i feel like that's more common these days because netflix yeah. has decided to become uh the new k-drama subscription place it's so hard. I have mixed feelings on that because I don't want Netflix to become a monopoly in the streaming services industry, but also I low-key hate that Vicky subs all of its shows with volunteers. I think it's like they've marketed it as very cute and being like a community thing, and I'm sure it's a great opportunity for like up-and-coming um, translators to get work and be able to say, like, I've been translating on this service, but at the end of the day, it's just this large company not paying translators and being like, hey, that's a free service. Let's kind of trick people into doing work for us that should be highly paid because it's very specialized, takes a very special person to speak two languages well enough to be able to translate a TV show. And let's just have them do it for free. And I'm like, Vicky, that is not good. That's not a good look. But they love watching it. They've watched it like four times. So they're probably... They love doing it. It takes a lot of work to... I don't know from experience. I am a dumb monolingual 
American, but I imagine it takes hours upon hours to properly translate. Plus, there's the difference of translation between, like, direct translation or intent translation, and it's, I mean, that's a huge thing, and yes, I also think they deserve to be paid, and I feel like five years ago, around the time we started this podcast, when Vicky was kind of a smaller deal, and no one really knew about it, and they had some other uh, Asian drama competitors before, um, Drama Fever? Yeah, before Drama Fever shut down then it would have made a little bit more sense to be like, hey, we could use some volunteers for our business and, you know, like, here's what we can do for you. I don't know if that looks like a free subscription or or what, but Mm. here's what we can do. But now I feel like they're pretty big. They don't have competitors aside from Netflix. Yeah, Rakuten bought them, okay? Rakuten is like freaking Asian Amazon. They own a little bit of everything. And to be like, mm, we can't afford translators. Like, no. Rakuten, oh, that's so shady. Yeah, that's the shadiest thing. So yeah, it's since we got in the game, a lot of stuff has changed, and now we're calling it out. Pay your translators. So yeah, mixed feelings on Netflix. Why did we start the show off with a rant? <laughs> I've gotten it's us. like six minutes of sleep in the past two nights baby has not been sleeping so your girl is a bit grumpy i'm a bit feisty today we're I'm a ready bit salty to start some fights with <laughs> start some fights everyone um would we say chase someone down in a car and wreck into them no we're still more in control of ourselves than that i'm almost at that level but i don't think i could ever <laughs> truly be at that level mostly because I'm not rich, y'all. No. <laughs> I don't have that nice car that I can just afford to be like, nah, I don't need this car. I'll get a new one. I'll get a new one. Who cares? I'm a CEO. And then get in a fist fight in the street because, uh, you know, we can also afford to be sued, to sue, to... No, like, no one can... Only no. privileged people can get in fights in the street and not be financially ruined forever. <laughs> and that's just not us. What is that? To be like, you insulted the girl I like who I can't tell her that I like her because I ruined yours and more that I care about her lives. And so now it's all convoluted and messy, but just know that I do love her, and the fact that you told her that you didn't like the way she eats really offended me, because she eats beautifully, and so (laughs) I'm gonna beat you to death in the street, okay? Let's do this. Let's go. What is that energy? I hate it. Pak Do get it together. Yeah, I'm a little bit done with him in these episodes, just because of the sheer amount of toxicity just absolute unrelenting toxicity coming from Park Duk Young right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't appreciate that Taejin said what he said as a way to break up with someone because I think we talked about it last episode. It just kind of feels like it could have been honesty that we used in that breakup to say, hey, I'm pretty sure I'm going to jail. So I'm going to call it on this one for a while. For both of our sakes, because I gotta figure out what's going on in my life. Um, 
bi girl. But anyway, he bi. decided to or, insult her. Or not her. bi. You can, you can stick around. That's up to you. You're a grown woman. You can make your choices about the man you married and whether you're okay with him going to jail. Yeah. But, like, here's information to make an informed decision. Like, yeah, obviously Taejin should have done that instead of the weird petty bullshit he pulled when he broke up with her. But that said, he has been so much less toxic than Park Do Kyung. Just <laughs> above and beyond. Way less toxic. Just to be a big dumb idiot and be like, I'm going to say something that will probably scar you for the rest of your life, which is that I don't like the way you eat, and that's why we're breaking up. Insane. Insanity. What a... What a silly move. But also, he was facing prison time. I'm sure he was not in the headspace for a breakup. Freaking Park Do Kyung, what is, what is your excuse for your insane, erratic behavior to be like, I'm just, I'm going through it right now. I can't tell anybody my true feelings. Even myself cannot admit to myself my true feelings. It's... The, <laughs> They did such a good job with the classic trope of, like, I love her, but I'm not allowed to love her. I think they did a good job by being like, he accidentally ruined her life. And that's a hard thing to say. That's a hard thing to talk about. And they probably shouldn't be together. But yeah, these these themes of the show seem to just be... Every relationship is gonna get ruined if you keep lying to each other. So just freaking tell her. Oh my god, just tell her. Just tell the truth. Just let her know that you made a huge mistake, a huge life-changing, life-ruining mistake, but it was you who made it. You did make that mistake. Bummer. Then you involved yourself. Bigger bummer. So, now you like her. Yeah. Real big bummer. So many, just bummer compounded upon bummer. But... It's just never going to make it better. I mean, think about what happened when your fiancé left you, and you are just now coming to terms with the truth that what really happened is your mom is a manipulative monster, kind of like what you're doing a little bit in a very different way, because she's worse than you somehow. Um, but she was a monster, and then also trapped you into saying something offensive and then used it to force your fiancé to leave you so that she could still financially fucking own you and your poor, sad, dumb ass. Oh my god. I think I feel the way about the mom as you might feel about Park Do Kyung, which, good for you. I think you're on the, the straight and narrow. I think you've You've chosen a good enemy with Park Do Kyung, because he's pretty messed up, but my brain keeps going back to, like, he's the male lead, so I'll forgive him for anything. This freaking mom. This freaking mom. Stop with this. I actually would be okay if she died. Mm-hmm. Because I'm so mad about just the absolute... I mean, I feel like I've been throwing this word around and it's losing all meaning or impact, but the absolute toxicity of breaking up your son and his fiance. I mean, the verbal abuse she put the girl through alone is horrendous. Just, yes, oh my god. And then to turn around and uh, do it specifically because she knew that if her son was in a happy, healthy relationship with someone who 
could see what she was doing was wrong, then she absolutely would not be able to ask for money from him anymore. And it was legitimately just because she was afraid of losing control that she abused a woman that her son loved until she could no longer stay in the relationship. It's nauseating. The whole thing is disgusting. Yeah. I don't even know what to do with it because it makes me so uncomfortable. I kind of just have to dissociate and be like, it's not real. It's a drama. It's okay. People don't actually do that. People aren't actually that bad. Yeah, because that's pretty... That's one of... That is among the worst villains we've seen in a K-drama. And I think what makes it the worst is I could see, um, based on how we handle parent-child relationships in K-dramas, you know, uh, just typically, like, a pattern that we've seen, I could absolutely see it being a forgive-and-forget situation with her, where, like, she doesn't really have to see any real repercussions or be sorry before he's like, I don't know, she's my mom. Like, I, I kind of cut her out of my life, but she's still around. And she's still my mom, and we still talk. Because she apparently has, like, this role in his uh, company, even. I don't like it. I don't understand it. I don't like that it makes me feel real sad for other Ohe Young. Because I just wanted to be mad at her the whole K-drama yeah. and have that be easy. But instead they're like, oh no, there's like a vicious woman who came after her until she was broken. I'm like, I don't want to deal with that. She I now thought has I could just dislike attacks. her. Yeah. It's like, she now has panic attacks after that. And it's like, okay, well, thought she was the villain. Did drag her after the first Come four on. episodes. Are you kidding me? I still don't like her. Yeah. I still think she's bad, and I freaking hate the way she talks to our Oh Young. But, like, you gotta feel for the woman. Yeah, she's been through it. She has some trauma, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. What a freaking mess. Yeah. <gasps> oh, and yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's super interesting to watch that um, lunch scene. I don't know if it was these four episodes or the last four, where there's his mom, and then the rich guy that she's trying to seduce, and then his daughter, who's, like, so mean to his mom. And at the time, I feel like it was very uncomfortable how just, I mean, it's not a great look to be like, it's my daddy's money, so technically it's my money like i'm still not on that level that's not great behavior but i'm a lot more for it after seeing more of his mom's behavior i'm kind of like yeah keep your dad's money i'd rather you like protect your dad's heart i feel like that would be a little more pure but uh i mean i feel like you also do have like you're seeing right through this lady all she wants is his money yeah so good for you for being like no and he can't see it, so he needs someone to be a huge badge about it on his behalf. Yeah, maybe he can't see it. I'm I can't not tell. that interested in this old man. I really don't care about him, but I love that he gave her a purse and she's like, It's probably full of money and he's like, Oh no. It's like a really nice purse, but um it's just a purse. Here you go. Have a nice gift. I was hoping for a written card. 
with money. Uh-huh. He's like, oh, I bet you were looking for a nice handwritten note. I bet that's what you were digging through that purse for. Is is that it? Mm. Is that all you were looking for? <laughs> Enjoy your purse, my lady. Like, uh, this dude knows. This dude knows women are after his money. Yep. But I guess he's going to keep dating him. (laughs) What's the appeal? She's not a nice person. She's not very interesting. She's very uninteresting. She's a lot. She's really loud. She just walks around and asks people for money. And if they say no, she asks harder and throws a fit in their home. Oh my god. Ugh. Yeah, that scene was nauseating. That made me sick to my stomach to watch him be like, This is for paying my employees. And she's like, do you think I care? I don't know, woman. I don't. I think you should. Yeah. No, that's. I'm pretty sure it's illegal to not pay your employees. So. Mm hmm. Ew. Oh, I hate her. The worst. Um, so now we have new Ohe Young, who's not the worst, who's just not great. She's not great. I genuinely hate every conversation she has with our Ohe Young. Yeah, that's Where she's rough. constantly like, I just love how poor and small and sad you are. It's adorable. <laughs> she just, like, is so in her own head about, like, what the world actually is. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, obviously, like, she's had a lot more trauma and pain in her life than we gave her credit for. But that said, that doesn't make what she says to and about our Young any better. In fact, it's pretty awful to, yeah. to be like, I just love you because you're like my little friend that like we're friends and I have no clue the impact that my existence has had on your existence. But I will watch the manager yell at you, but I still have no clue that, like, yeah. I get treated so much better than you do. It's kind of, I think she does. And she's like, I love hanging out with you because I'm elevated around you. Yeah. Because you are so much smaller than I am in every conceivable way that it really just makes me a big person. And I love that feeling. Yeah. Let's go get drinks. Let's go get drinks. And then people can ask if you're, like, my charity case. I'll love that for us. I cannot wait. Ugh. Huge shout out kudos to our Ohe Young though for learning and then sticking to the concept of saying no. Like, holy right? cow, I love that for her. That's perfection. I could never. I would have bent 900 times and been like, yeah, I guess we're going to drinks, girl. this will be fun and she's like no and she's like how about tomorrow we can go tomorrow oh hey young's like no i don't think so tomorrow's no good actually i'm pretty booked until the rest of time so thank you no if you're asking the answer is no thank you yes bye good for you i mean besides the fact that you're dating oh hey young's ex i do feel like you're just going to have a better time not interacting with her. And I'm so proud of you for constantly turning her down. That's good behavior. Yep, it feels good. You're doing what's best for you. You know what else is good behavior? <coughs> Telling your parents why you broke up with your fiancé. Oh, it was about The real time. reason. Yeah. Oh my god. 
I think the only thing was is that I'm still a little bit mad that she didn't do it from the get-go, which is to say I think it added a lot of interest, and I do love the pain feeling it put in my chest, um, and almost that vindication I felt when her family was like, oh, we've made a huge mistake. But that said, kind of a bummer that you put your family in the position of essentially, like, thinking you were a terrible person and now feeling like the terrible people for not being there to support you in something that they didn't know was happening. Yeah. It's a, it's a big issue. And it, yeah, just some honesty would have been nice, even just for that small unit of people to be like, I need a support group right now. We're going to tell everybody together that it was me who dumped him. Okay. Yeah. That's our plan. Clearly her parents would have been totally on board with that plan. 100%. They're a super good team in taking on the yeah. world together in the weirdest way. <laughs> so why, yeah, why did you have them turn against you? I don't know. It, It's a real big bummer to watch the flashbacks of her mom just beating her child for any joy that she had after this broken relationship. I don't like it. No, that's tough. Um, and now your mom is sad. Yep, because she feels like she should have supported you, but she really couldn't. I mean, she could have. I don't know. I, we could also examine that it's still not necessarily the right thing to do to, you know, cut off your child when they end a relationship they don't feel is right for them. Because, I mean, her reason was good enough. It does suck yeah. that they, like, paid for a wedding and stuff, though, to be honest. So, I don't but know. But money will never be more important than your child's happiness. I feel like that's that should be a takeaway. Yeah. Like, her reasoning for breaking off the wedding actually is pretty good for her lie in breaking off the wedding. Which is to say, if you reach a point where you're like, I, I genuinely in my heart feel like this is going to be a mistake down the line then I think it's okay to break off your wedding the night before your wedding. Yeah, it's definitely tough. It's it's a complex issue, because I also understand the parents being like, literally everybody feels that. There's a word for it. Like, pre-wedding jitters. That is a thing everybody gets. Just, like, go through with it. But at the end of the day, once it's called off, I feel like you got to look at your daughter and be like, this must have been a really painful decision. That was someone you loved and you thought you would love forever, and you found out very recently that you wouldn't love them forever. That sounds hard. I'm here for you. Me and Raquel are such good parents. Oh my god. Any 33-year-olds want new parents? We're here for you. Yep, I'm ready to be a parent to a 33-year-old, I think. <laughs> Um, yes, I uh, I did just turn 28 years old, but listen, what mm -hmm. if I was your mom? I'm very supportive. We're very supportive parents, okay? We'll co-parent so well. She's in Japan, I'm in New Mexico, but we're going to be the best co-parents. Come to us. If you need us, we're here. Kiddos. <laughs> Uh, yeah. It's very uncomfortable and sad, and I think that's exactly how you're supposed to feel watching all of it, which was perfect. It was perfectly done. You get beautiful 
random karaoke scene <laughs> interspersed with them crying. Just I taking turns. <laughs> also, I was so here for our Ohe Young's karaoke scene with the co-workers and so bummed with how it really all shook out in the end, but something that that took root during that time, and then obviously as time went on, they kind of played it up more. Her coworker is in love with her, right? Oh, do you think so? The the dude, the male coworker. Yeah, the team lead. I don't know. I mean, maybe, but I think he's just like there for her. I love him, and I want it to be a really good friendship. Like, I don't want him to be in love with her. I want him to be the one person who sees her in the office and is her friend and is in her corner. And I was so here for his standing up for her scene uh, with the CEO, which, oh, she's a whole other mess. We We have, like, I don't know, like 15 minutes left in this episode, and I do not know if it's enough time, but... <laughs> um, he, I really, really like that he, you know, he sees her struggles and he doesn't want her to be struggling because he actually believes in her and like the work she does and stuff. And mm-hmm. I, I, so I don't want it to be love. I want him to be the coolest, best work friend ever who's advocating for her even when she's not there to hear it. And even if it is at the expense of his own success which kind of feels like the case after the CEO just totally shut him down for trying to defend her. Uh, yeah, I I want so much from that relationship. I am concerned that it's love because there was a moment when someone asked if she was seeing someone and he seemed upset about it, but not oh, in yeah. the like, I'm worried about you kind of thing, but like, a, fuck, I'm missing my chance again. Oh, no. Oh, that's fair. I kind of glossed over that part in my mind, but now that you say it, it does seem like it might have been a little hint of, like, there's more to come here. Which, yeah, I really like him, and then there's two ladies and Oh Hey Young that seem to have this little office group, and they're always together, and they they are on team No New Oh Hey Youngs here, which is adorable. But yeah, I it always throws off the balance if one person on the team is in love with another person on the team. It I might ship it harder than anyone else though. Honestly, yeah, he I seems mean, like a good guy. He does. I would rather see that relationship blossom and flower, but we know it's not going to happen and it's just another case of the less likable male lead getting the girl. Yeah. We'll get we'll get more into it in our Patreon bonus episode. We're gonna start a series starting with this episode and this drama where we get more into whether we think the leads should end up together. And uh yeah, as of this point, I don't freaking know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll make a decision by the time we record our bonus episode. But Park Do Kyung is just killing me with his back and forth his yo-yo game, his, that, the, like, last 15 minutes of the last episode where he's like, I miss you, and she's like, oh my god, like, how can I hear anything except I like you when you say I miss you, and he's like, I miss you 
making noise next door because I, I love the sound of just people being alive. I just love sounds. So it's not like you that I miss. It's like I miss that. And like, I need you to come home and be safe. And she's like, okay, wow, that feels like really deep and emotional. And he's like, because you're going to get hit by a car. Okay. I don't care about you. <laughs> I'm worried about the car. Honestly, honestly, it's the car I'm worried about. I feel like blood will like get into the the front, you know, and it's like hard to get it out of all of the inner workings when you inevitably get hit by the car. So like, please don't get hit by cars. The cars can't handle that. Okay, for the car's sake, don't get hit by a car. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> oh, what are you doing, bud? What's going on? What? Stop it. I kind of hate you right now. Stop talking like this. And yeah, I know it's very much that trope of like, well, I can't love her because I ruined her life and she deserves better. And it's like, then get, get, <laughs> get gone. If that's your decision, then go. What you are you doing here? You don't need to be here. You don't need to be protecting her. If she's going to get hit by a car, probably stay away from her because she only seems to encounter the vision things when you're there to see them. Okay. So get yeah, we have not talked life. at all about the visions. Like, yeah. we just write that off. Like, that's a very normal part of any K drama. It's just visions of the future. K dramas have a little bit, um, for better or worse, adjusted our perception of reality. So, <laughs> so we ignore the magic aspects of K dramas sometimes. Yep, we uh, we could talk about it because it is okay. It's. <sighs> Interesting, because there has never been a point in which he's been able to stop the vision from happening. Mm. And so part of me is like, I don't know why you're even going there to stop her from walking into traffic. It seems oh like God. it's inevitable. And then you just run into traffic after her? What is that? Yeah, I think you have to wait for the light, because she's the one with the superpower of walking into traffic and surviving, so. Stop that. Stop doing that. Your superpower is seeing the future as it pertains to our Ohe Young. Her superpower is walking into traffic. I don't like it. I don't think that's a good superpower. Stop doing that. Yeah. Ah. Um but yeah, it's like he he even the one time he tried to stop the vision from coming true was when it didn't pertain to Oh Hey Young. It was when his friend's car got crushed. Oh, his friend also decided to insert himself into their relationship in a buckwild way. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, he tried to stop that sign from crushing his friend's car. And that, I mean, it it seems like these visions are inevitable, but the one person that has to be there for them to happen is him mm. so if you're worried don't go near her Just stay out of the way bud go across the country change your future change your name change your address to the united states of america and never see her again okay good <laughs> ending for park Duk young <laughs> So these next eight episodes are going to be all about Office Guy yes. and Oh Hey Young and their relationship. I cannot wait for them to fall in love. I love that <laughs> he wears suits and shirts that are way too big for him, and his glasses are super perfectly cute nerdy, 
and mm-hmm. he advocates for her in the workplace. Can't get any better. He's honestly optimal. Perfect. Um, before we trash anyone, Park Do Kyung, because he's he's okay sometimes. He's a good boy in in very small ways sometimes. We should talk about Isadore. I want to talk about her. I do. I did want to maybe touch on Anna and Hoon, but mostly just to say, like, I think I'm off the ship. I was 100% <laughs> on it for pretty much all eight episodes until, like, the last 30 minutes or so. The last scene that they were in where she's like, how about, remember when in the first four episodes I was kind of the catalyst for you getting better at your job and, like really digging into your career, and now I'm the opposite. I'm the one that's, like, holding you back in your career, and also I'm very demanding and just, like, not a good influence overall. That's... that's Anna. Yeah, I want her to still be good for him, but it's hard because, yeah, I I had tentatively gotten on the ship, which is to say... Um, I didn't quite know how to feel about them, but I do like a vulnerable, we're both all in type relationship, and they did such a good job until the point where he was like, I have reservations, and she was like, I don't give a shit about your reservations. If you have reservations, it means we're not meant to be, and I'm gonna break up with you instead of talking about them in a healthy way to see if there's a way that we can meet in the middle of your reservations, because my life philosophy is that you have to be on board for everything I want to do. And it's like, well, Uh that's not relationships. That's not anything. That's just you making demands. Yep. Ah, yeah, I don't like it anymore. So I'm okay if they just like tone that one, tone that one back a little bit. We'll see how it goes. I'm not super invested either way. No offense. <laughs> I'm much more concerned with this freaking Nuna, who did not need no scrubs, and they were like, "What does she need? She needs a scrub. Give her a scrub." He's married, by the way. They met in Paris. She's destroyed over it. She's just absolutely can't get over him. I Okay, that's one of the things about K-dramas that does and always will drive me crazy, is the inability to move on from a person in a K-drama. Like, that trope, this is the one person for me, and I don't know how to think about them in a healthy way of, like, not everyone is for me, so I'm just going to stay hung up on them and I'm going to let it affect my life decisions, like, you know, succumbing to extreme alcoholism. That's tough. That's literally toxic. Like, word of the day, but that's (laughs) literally toxic. It is killing you, not even slowly, pretty quickly to die of alcohol poisoning. Have you considered therapy? Really doesn't seem like it. No. Viable option. Cannot recommend enough. Yeah, I mean, you could see your brother's therapist, but I wouldn't recommend it because that dude did not give a shit until his client started exhibiting superpowers. (laughs) I love that actor. Oh, (laughs) me too. I was thinking about him today because I thought of Flower of Evil, and he's in Flower of Evil as, like, a very bad dude. Mm -hmm. And then I thought of him in this drama and I was like, huh, he just we have seen him all across the board at this point. Mm-hmm. He's a lot. <gasps> who 
just another like who's that face um the lawyer who works with Hante Jin who is from yes. Crash Landing and Parasite yes freaking yes love that dude I love when actors have really interesting faces I always worry about like did they get enough work you know These and that two. dude he's getting work yeah, he's getting work all across the board. We're super proud of him. We love to I'm see so him. so proud of him. We get excited every time. Also, who's that lady that was in Haunted Jin's car and just, like, leaned out the window and made the craziest little smile? Yeah, I think she literally is just drama fodder. Like, I don't... Yeah. I would be surprised if she has even a name. But yeah, I'm pretty sure they just were like, make her the lawyer's assistant, and he's going to, like be helping Taejin reacclimate to the world after his very short stint in prison. And uh, she's just gonna be in the car with him to, like, make problems. <laughs> to, like, navigate? Like, what are you doing? And then she's like, who are you talking to? Who are you talking Hey, how's it going? I'll just be here if you need me. I'll be here in the car. Get out of here. You're the opposite of a bus stop girl. You are doing way too much. Oh. Um, I thought I would have way more to say about the older sister's storyline, but honestly, there's, like, nothing there. There was just a lot of, like, we don't need this drama in her life. She had so much more to do in this show, and now you're giving her the worst love storyline yeah, and then I feel like the next step in this worst love storyline is I can definitely see them taking it in the direction of her and the lawyer friend, whose name mm. I have not learned, being a nope. romantic thing. I see and, that. And I don't... I, I don't know. It just feels like one of those almost like cheap shots a little bit where it's like <laughs> i don't know make the poorly adjusted alcoholic in love with the poorly adjusted womanizing best friend they both love alcohol they both speak french what more could there be they both make terrible decisions but he's been listening to her stories up to this point so do we love it and i'm like no i don't and no, like that's nice no. that he listened to her stories but other than that past thing he's you. doing the least okay no don't put them together uh yeah mm. we'll see where that goes i mean that's a better storyline than her honestly being a homewrecker and just being like my storyline will be to pursue this married man until he leaves his wife that's what i want to do that's my dream. Okay. No, you're not allowed. You have so much more to achieve. I want her to, first of all, stop being an abusive boss, and instead become a boss-ass bitch. Like, is that too much to ask? That she, instead of being in love, is, like, in love with herself? Oh my god, yes. I need that. Like, why doesn't she go drinking every night with her crazy friends? She's got, like, two other divorced friends who are just, like, living their lives. And she's like, I've never been married. This one's divorced. This one's a widower. We're all just, like, vibing at this point in our lives. Being, like, older women at the top of our careers. Not worried about dating right now. 
And we just go clubbing, like, way too much. It's a blast. Okay, your alcoholism is still out of control, and (laughs) you need help. But it seems like less of a problem if you've got a good friend group and you guys are just vibing. Yeah, and if the alcoholism isn't to, like, treat your own sadness, and instead just because you love to go out and dance and there's just, like, a lot of alcohol there, and so, yeah, like, maybe chill on that front, but also, like, as long as it's just not, like, a replacement for your emotional issues, then hell yeah, get it, girl. Can that be her storyline? Do we need a spinoff for this? I don't know. Um... I literally only have one more note, and then I'm, I'm, I'm set. Which is, sorry, do you have anything else? No, no. I was gonna say I'm ready for it. I'm ready to hear the last <gasps> note. Okay, last note. There was a an episode, episode six, where we had our Ohe Young's birthday, and she wakes up in the morning, and her parents are here to visit. And they are making her a feast. They have made her so much food. And she's like, why should I eat this much in the morning? I'm just going to go to work. And her mom's like, sit down and eat your food. My brain, oh my god. Like, don't hate your children. But if you had to hate your children, it would be at the time when you made them a birthday feast. And they're like, ew, I can't eat this many calories first thing in the morning. I will be sick. Goodbye. <laughs> like, no, bish. You sit down. I made this for you. Sit down and eat it. Eat your fucking birthday meal. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna smack you. I made this since 2 a.m. <laughs> we saw the, the freaking turmoil that goes into making these freaking meals oh my gosh them getting also okay sidebar Mm -hmm. i am Mm -hmm. so hungry for korean food all the time in (laughs) a very unique way with this show because i think we've seen a lot of good korean food in our times as k-drama enthusiasts i don't know if we've ever seen a show where the lead loves to cook and does so often Mm. um Usually it's like, oh, I love to cook. I made you one meal. But this, like, shows the process of making the meal, and it looks so good. (laughs) Like you were saying, there's, like, a hint of that in Flower of Evil. Mm Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, we don't get many shows that aren't, like, cooking shows. That isn't, like, they're dating a chef, and we're at the restaurant all the time. Yeah. This show has a focus on food that is very unexpected. I love it. I love it. It hurts me a little bit because now (laughs) I feel like I have to go either go buy Korean food or go learn how to make Korean food and I'm a terrible cook and I'm poor. (laughs) It's just not gonna happen. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, what was I saying before that sidebar? Um... Eat your birthday meal. Eat your birthday breakfast. Eat your birthday breakfast. Someone made it for you. We watched you get up at like 4 a.m. one day to make breakfast for someone. Or lunch, I guess. But like a lot of lunch in time for Enough lunch for like five grown men. Yeah. And yourself and some of your coworkers. And for some reason, other Young. Yeah. Ugh. We told her it wasn't for her, but she wouldn't stop she eating wouldn't it. Stop. Oh my god. You have your own food. 
Stay in your lane. <laughs> Um, that was my last note because I thought that was the craziest thing I had ever heard. Like the amount of disrespect. It's unreal. Mm-hmm. I want. I, I'll take it. I'll take the food. I want it. Mm-hmm. I will take the food. I will take the parental love and adoration that you receive on a freaking daily basis. I'll take it all. I'll take it. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. I really like this show. I'm having a good time. It is fun. We've dragged it a little bit. It's so much fun. And all of the little uh, chest hurties that it gives me when, like, someone's turning someone down and she's like, you're gonna cry over me someday. And I'm like, yes, he is, girl. I'm here (laughs) for it. I'm so here for the little chest hurties. This show does it better than most other K-dramas that I've seen. Mm, That's fair. They're very subtle, but, like, they get you good. Did you, in that scene, I'm pretty sure it was that scene, did you hear the weird background noise that was happening? It sounded like her little laughing doll. Oh, weird. Yeah, it just kept going off. There was like a weird background noise that I was like, is this another Easter egg? It's less <laughs> fun and a lot more repetitive. I don't care for it. Um, Maybe that was just the ghost that lives in your house. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, ask Eve. <laughs> Talk to him for me and tell him to please be quiet. <laughs> will you will you point at the ghost, baby? I need to tell him to be quiet during my drama time. <laughs> am I am I making eye contact with him now? Yes. Please be quiet. Direct my eyes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you have ghosts in your house, or if you've heard any of the <laughs> background noise Easter eggs that they've hidden throughout this drama. Let us know by email at playonkpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, or um, you can reach out to us on social media. We're in a couple of places. We're at playonkpodcast on Instagram and at playonk on Twitter. You can find us on lots of streaming platforms like iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher and Blueberry and any of those places where you can rate and review. We would so so appreciate a a good little rating a good little review as they help other podcast listeners find us yeah and then um we have our website are we still on that one yeah we still Um, have a website yeah (laughs) we do still have a website we we did not we did not shut that down it's (laughs) playonk.com you can sign up for our newsletter there you can find our episodes there and comment directly on them we also have a page for all of our affiliates if you're interested in checking out something like nordvpn skillshare or blueberry podcasting is that all of them yeah yeah check it out uh and use our links and it helps us out and you get a cool new thing yeah finally we are on patreon if you want to support us directly and get access to all of our bonus content including an episode that will follow this episode here where we talk about whether we think oh hey young and park dok young should really end up together (laughs) You, you can guess how it's gonna go Yeah, we'll see, but, like, it might be more comedy. Yeah, so listen in by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash playonk. Yeah, uh, I think that's everything, so join us next week for our final four episodes of... Nope, it's not the final four, it's not even close. Holy cow, the next four episodes in the series, that is... 
Miss another Miss. Oh, yes. Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye. Okay, bye.